For most of us, the most important need is to be understood. So it feels if someone really gets us, gets where we're coming from. But for everyone that wants to be understood, it requires there be somebody willing to understand. Today's show is all about understanding on this episode 25 of The Robin and Mike Show. Bringing you casual conversation and thoughtful advice. It's personal development with a touch of sass and a healthy dose of panache. Welcome to The Robert and Mike Show with your hosts, Robert Schantz and Mike Paganelli. And we're back for this next episode of The Robert and Mike Show. I am Robert Schantz here with my happy, happy, happy co-host, Mr. Mike Paganelli. Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, Robert. I am happy, and it is great to be back with you and our audience today. We're recording a little bit ahead of schedule due to the holiday weekend. Well, they're not going to know it because you're going to put it out the same time, right? They won't know, but <laughs> we know. Po- for point of reference, it's a, as we're filming at an unusual uh, time. We yeah, we don't we're still record. at the studio. We're still, we came back to the studio. But the landlord hasn't paid for the uh, electricity, so we have no warmth. It's cold <laughs> in here. It's cold. What is this? With, <laughs> this like we were talking about, the weather report, right? It's a little chilly. I yeah. like these chilly well, nights, so I'm not complaining. this beautiful, sultry night in San Diego. Yeah, it's great. Uh, makes so. makes going to be crawling into a nice, comfortable bed later really enjoyable, which I have been doing a lot lately. Oh, really? By the time I hit the pillows at night, it is fantastic. Is it just me, or I have been sleeping like a rock the past couple of nights, and I don't know why. I think I switched pillows. Well, I don't don't know what the sleeping with a rock means. Like a rock, not (laughs) like a rock. rock. Oh, like a rock. I thought you said with a rock. Don't talk about Michael that way. (laughs) A lump of coal. (laughs) Oh, no. I, uh, I swapped out. I was sleeping on some pillows that I think were too hard. And it was tweaking my neck. Remember I was telling you about how my neck felt all tweaked out? It's either your neck or your hip or your ankles. There's Mike. always something wrong. One of the things that's going on with that something. old body of yours. And you're not even near my age. It needs more oil. This body <laughs> needs more oil. We, as I said, if you were back on the farm, we'd take you behind the barn and shoot you and put you out of your misery. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for, <laughs> for modern times. But you no, I think I discovered it was the problem. You pillows. got earth this great medication called Oxycontin. <laughs> if you get on that, that'll take care of everything from what I'm told. Is that the uh, Rush Limbaugh uh, <laughs> Oxycontin treatment? <laughs> yeah, is. that worked out well for him, didn't Maybe it? Maybe go to your doctor and see if you can get some of that. <laughs> So Michael's dad, who just recently had a little surgical procedure, well, maybe not little, but a surgical procedure, was prescribed some Oxycontin. So I'm like, hey, you think you can... Uh, <laughs> did you ask for I've never had that, it? so I don't know. I don't know. I'm, so did I'm, you take you get some? No. I. Oh. So you, one thing you and the audience needs to know about me, I hate taking drugs of any kind. Really? I just, I don't like, I don't like taking a medication. If I didn't have to take any medication, I, I did never not would. know that about you. I just don't like taking pills. Or if you knew what your co-host does. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying, hey, God bless if that's your thing. I mean, I'm all fine, but I just, I don't like It's, it's all about my past and my book, upcoming um, book. You can read all about it. I'm sure. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm very transparent in there. <laughs> you have to be. But for me, I'm being transparent and saying I prefer not to take any kind of pill. Not even like an aspirin? What if you if I have like to. Like you had a headache a couple of weeks ago and we had to redo the whole shooting schedule. Oh, right. So. Yeah, no, I did take some. Like, no, I'm not going to. I got a headache. Uh, if, I, if I have to, I will. But generally speaking, I just try not to take I thought you had a hangover. I'm like, he just got a hangover. No, it wasn't a hangover. I, I promise it wasn't a hangover. So, yeah, so, but I'm feeling better, rested, 
we're, we're recording kind of midweek, so this is like the first time. Normally, we're all relaxed on a Saturday, and here I'm we are. I'm ready to the, go. You know, that means I'm going to get my Saturday back. You are going to get your Saturday yeah, back. We'll be it's lounging like, in the pool in Palm Springs. Oh, I be, can't wait. I'll I'm so looking seven. forward to this weekend. Uh, good. Any plans out there? Just to relax. I think we're going to do a dinner on Saturday night. Everybody's coming in Friday. We're, we got a three night, so we'll be out there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a small group. Uh-huh. You know, my couple of my close friends and uh, sister. I keep threatening to drive out there Saturday and stay Saturday, Sunday night. But yeah, I, it'd be fun. I haven't done it yet. We'll see. I got friends that want to do stuff with me all weekend, and I don't know. I might have plans to just lay low and stay here. Yeah, it but should it be looks nice. Like it's gonna weather's going to be great. I was going to say, it's supposed to warm up. Yeah. So Is it warming up here? Much. Uh, 80s. Oh, really? Yeah. In San Diego? That's what I heard. Well, you're gonna do the, you're gonna I think I might just stay here and not spend a dime. Yeah, you could probably get away uh, cheaper by just staying put. So, weekend's going great for you so far, the week? Uh, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. You know, the weeks are always kind of busy and, uh, and whatnot. I have a uh, training that I'm preparing for for next week. I'm actually going to do a little one-hour workshop on helping some folks uh overcome a, their rut mm-hmm. so if you have a dream or a goal that you just kind of are stuck in going to do a little one-hour workshop to kind of help them get so, past so that. this is a precursor to your workshop that you're developing yeah it's a so i'm, I'm working a test run i'm working the material so uh, did i talk did i start talking to you how i got the serious radio in the car and now i never used to listen to howard stern but now i kind of listen to howard stern no so i actually it's been a while since i've listened to him and i'm I, i'm not like dying to listen but he has some really good interviews that he does uh-huh and he has a series of comedians that he just recently interviewed like steve martin and a lot of these big names and one of the things that i came to realize that i had a little aha about is when comedians before they do their act in front of a paid audience like their their new material oh yeah they will go to comedy clubs and test out the material oh, yeah on just they'll just drop in and I have some a couple of things I want to like try out. Yeah, and yeah. they get some feedback and some evidence before they yeah. you know. Yeah, do we did big talk thing. about this. It's coming back to me now. Okay, so I thought like this is a great idea, right? What an awesome thing! So before you kind of put a, together a whole like weekend workshop, take it, chop it down into some little. Well, pieces. I would hope so. If you're going to charge people a thousand dollars for your damn workshop, yeah, so you better have a little dry run in there. Well, it's not a thousand bucks, but <laughs> the idea is, you know, that way. I know kind of what resonates, what works best, and then when future audiences kind of get to experience it, they're getting the best product. Uh-huh. So I'm excited about it. I thought about that, you know, mindfulness for real estate agents. Mm. Starting that at the office I'm, I consult with and see if I could um, start something there because definitely if there's any industry that needs mindfulness, it's real estate. No argument there. <laughs> we know. So how's your week going? Week is uh, swirling right on by. And you had your God other show last night, didn't you? Uh, you know, our producer was sick, so oh, I okay. got the night off. Oh, nice. And sometimes I like a little Tuesday night off, so yeah. See, it's a good thing we're recording tonight. Otherwise, you would have had the whole week off with no, <laughs> your voice would have been silenced for a P- week. People think, you know, oh, I'm going to do a radio show. And I'm like, when I first, before I started doing it, I'm like, oh, I have a radio show. I don't think people realize it's work. <laughs> you know, you got to plan for it. You schedule more for work it. for some than others. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that's a uh, under under uh, tone in there. The production crew wanted me to voice yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I um, 
you know, I make myself available every Tuesday night to do that. No, it's great. And so that takes into my Tuesday nights, and then we do the podcast on Saturday. So that's my Saturday mornings. So I'm giving up to get back. Of course, yeah. And that's, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is in order to get back in this world, you got to give up something. You get proportionally what you give. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have another show that you're going to have to start making time for. Yeah, you and I are planning for that. I know. It's going to be exciting. Be, that, that'll be fun because that, there's little production value in that, and it's basically... No, there's high production value <laughs> with low production costs. Yeah, what you exactly. Meant to say. It's going to be a d- produced differently than we do it now. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more yeah. informal. Yeah. But high quality information. More timely. So the intro, we were talking about uh, understanding understanding people. You know, that's one of my belief systems with the company I consult with is they have a belief system. And then that within that belief system, and the reason we bring this up is because one of the belief systems is communication, seek first to understand. Which, of course, seek first to understand was one of Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah. It's number three, I believe, in yeah. his seven habits. So. What that means to me is, you know, we live in this world where people might hear something and but perceive it in a different way. And then really or someone might say something, but you don't understand what the meaning is. And so what that really comes down to is communication. Seek first to understand is drill deep. Dig down on what exactly they're saying by asking them questions like in my coaching session, somebody will say something. I'm like, hmm. Tell me more about that. What exactly do you mean when you say that? And I had an issue with a friend recently, and I never realized. And Susan Scott, who who wrote Fierce Conversations. Yep, great book. Uh, in, in that book, Super she says. Super cool lady, by the way, too. Yeah, what's that? Super cool lady. Yeah. She says this one thing about the conversation is the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize or understand any little statement that one person can say can affect another person's being and not really realize that it does that. Sometimes you have, I mean, words have power, right? Yes. Sometimes you don't really appreciate the full impact of the power your words may have until you see the, you know, the yeah. outcome. And we don't realize exactly we said something. But somebody heard something different from oh, what we sure. said, but yeah. we meant something completely different. And then that person goes off thinking, I can't believe that person felt that way or said that or did that. Which was never the intention. Yeah. And I catch myself a lot throughout my days because, you know, in, in the position I'm in, I'm in sort of a position of authority. And the words that I might say or the statements I might make, people might grab onto it. And then think about that for two, three, four days, longer, and hold on to that. Even I do that with people that I work with. They said something, and then they don't give it a second thought. They're off doing whatever. But I'll carry that with me. Well, what's interesting, too, is when we talk, you, you, you said something that made me think. And too often, part of what the, the seek first to understand also means is what people say isn't always what they mean. Yes. And you may be inferring an unintended meaning from the things people say based on your own prejudices, biases, or feelings, right? Exactly. So if somebody you don't like says to you, hey, you look nice today, 
Now, of course, it may depend on the way they say it, but if they just, you know, without too much emotion, say, hey, you look nice today, mm -hmm. you may be like, hmm, what did that person mean by that, exactly. right? Exactly. Because you already have a bias against them. Whereas if it was somebody you liked and they said the same thing, you'd be like, oh, hey, thanks very much. So the seek first to understand really means take away that emotional piece of it and really dive down to what it is that somebody is trying to say and understand. Mm -hmm. And that mostly has to do with when someone's trying to relate to you something that's important to them or an issue they may be having, or maybe somebody says something and you're like, well, that wasn't really cool. Mm -hmm. But then you're just like, well, why do they say that? Maybe they're having a really bad day or maybe something bad happened. And yeah. You know, understand first before you make your judgment, I think, is the key. So I think if the, so if the audience can understand what exactly I'm talking about, let me give you a real-life example. Lots of understanding today. So I consult for the real estate industry. I consult real estate agents on in business. I'm helping them run better businesses. And one of the things I'm talking about them with is understanding exactly what their client wants. And if an agent's taken a buyer out and the buyer says, well, I want a three-bedroom, two-bath house with a large backyard. What the agent should be asking them is, well, what do you mean by a large backyard? Because what that agent might perceive as a large backyard and what the buyer is perceiving as a yard, large backyard could be two different things. Be specific. Be specific. So you're drilling down on, okay, what's the large backyard? What does that mean to you? Describe what that looks like. Tell me more about that. And then what you're really understanding is what that large backyard is going to do for them what they value within that large backyard. Because it's not the large backyard that the buyer wants. It's what the large backyard does for that buyer. Yes. So you're drilling so down and figuring out, okay, what is that large backyard going to do? Well, I'm going to be able to spend time with my family out there in the summer and we're going to barbecue. Well, why is that important to you? Because I love spending time with my family. Well, what does that do for you? Because when I spend time with my family, I let go of all my pains and griefs and anxieties and I forget about work and I just have fun. So what does a large backyard do? It's all about his family. Right. Now, that is such an awesome point because oftentimes it's not what we say we want that we really want. It's usually three steps beyond that. Mm -hmm. It's the feeling that we want or the value that's important to us that we want to achieve, right? Because I think... What you're just saying is right on target in the sense that when we seek first to understand, really what we're trying to do is understand the value behind where people are coming from potentially yeah. and the real desire. What it is they value, that's yes. the key because everybody has different values and beliefs. And when you can relate to somebody based on their uh, the importance they place on their values, it's going to create a much better relationship, not to mention a much more effective way of communicating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what we want, uh, what I want people to get out of this is if somebody makes a statement and you're not quite sure what exactly is their meaning or you, you go off with a different judgment, don't be afraid to ask the question, what exactly are you saying? What right. do you mean? Before you form pounce, a judgment. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So here's a good example of what's going on in today's political world. If you look at what's going on in the... Oh, do we have to? Well, <laughs> it's a good example. I know. I agree with you. You know, you look at both candidates on both sides, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not supporting either side, but what, I'm, what I am going to talk about is, you know, one candidate in particular will say something about something without any factual evidence supporting it, and then the people will just believe it. Well, then that must be true. And what a lot of other people do is... You know, they go off the, well, I saw it on the Internet, so it must be real, right? I think I did that today. I, I was 
actually did it as a joke, but somebody was saying, well, what's the answer to this? I'm like, I don't know, but I saw it on the Internet, so this must be true. You know, where's the facts behind it? So part of seeking to understand is to get to what's most important to other individuals and to find out where they're coming from. But also seeking to understand is not to take things on face value, right? To really dive in and explore and make up your own opinion of matters, right? Those two different kinds of versions of seeking to understand. So back to the political race, you know, these candidates have come out of the as a dark horse and they've just kind of grown out of this, you know, this hurt and this anger. What are they really saying by voting for this one candidate? And this is on both sides. You know, you've got Bernie Sanders who has this element of people behind him that are completely on the left wing and then the people on the right wing for Donald Trump. And are they excited about their candidates? Probably. But what is their vote actually saying about is there frustration behind it? So the good case study about what is really what are they really saying when they're supporting either of those candidates? For sure. And I, I mean, if you listen to the pundits on the on the uh, on the air and the so-called experts, they would just say it's basically a vote against the status quo. Yeah. Right. They're tired of the institutions that they should be able to depend on becoming undependable. Now, that's a that's a whole nother conversation and not really related to our topic of seeking first to understand. But ultimately, when you look around and you find that the government doesn't seem to be helping you when you need the help if you should need that help sports institutions to no longer seem like they're honest anymore between deflate gate and FIFA and all these institutions. And then on top of that, you know, you look at something like the VA who's out there to help support our veterans, veterans, you know, suffer TSA extra, you know, long, long, long lines because of somebody not doing their job. Right. Oh, you know why I have my, my theory on why there's long lines. Okay. But at the end of the day, I think people people's lives are challenging and difficult enough just to kind of get by in today's mm -hmm. environment. They don't want the extra struggle of a, of a outside sources that should be difficult to be difficult. You know, the famous who wants to go to the DMV today? Nobody. Right. <laughs> but when everything starts operating like the DMV in your life, yeah, people are going to get pissed and disgruntled. Mm -hmm. And when you got somebody who basically just says I'll wave a magic wand to make all that go away, don't ask me how or get any details. You know, people sometimes just get to the point of being so fed up that they'll be like, anything is better than this. For example, it's like when you have a toothache, right? If your tooth really, really hurts, if somebody says, I'm just going to yank that out, at some point you may just be like, just get this tooth out of my mouth, uh -huh. regardless of the method. Um, and I feel like if we're not careful, um, we're going to wind up getting our teeth yanked out. <laughs> Well, we're, we're getting off a tangent on talking political, but here's what my view, my, my point was on it is if you have somebody voting a complete different candidate are, that you than you are, why don't instead of being all riled up, why don't you just ask them a question? What, what are you really voting for? Tell Great me what idea, you're really yeah. feeling. Why, why is this vote important to you? Rather than attempting to convince them to come to your side. <laughs> Because that's not going to do any good. And I think that that seek first to understand not only applies to this great example that you just gave, especially in this heated uh, political environment, but also in the workplace. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of conflict arises in the workplace simply because we don't really understand what we're being asked to do, 
why people are acting a certain way. You know, stop, pause, ask the question, try to understand. You know, I refer you back to our episode on dealing with difficult people. You know, kind of the same Which approach. I wanted to do again, and you said we already did that. Yeah. Keep up with, keep up with our <laughs> episode. having another Robert. difficult day. <laughs> um, in relationships, per, another perfect example, right? How often do we have problems in our relationships which people blame on communication? But really, communication is just another way of saying understanding. It I'm is not communication. understanding. You don't understand me. It was the challenge I had with one of my friends yeah. where we didn't talk for a while because I did not understand where he was coming from. So when we met the other night, I sat and listened and just listened to him open up about what the issue was. I think in, in talking about seeking first to understand, especially in these types of scenarios, it's about taking the spotlight off of you and putting the spotlight on the other person. Dropping your sense of your ego, you being right, you having your opinion. It's just dropping all of that. That's right? the hard part for people. Yeah, just 100% being that generous ear, being fully attentive and present with that other person, and really genuinely trying to understand where they're coming from. Now, you may ultimately not agree, right? but that doesn't mean that you can't, can't understand listen. it. Because once you understand it, then you're, you have all the information you need to make a decision. So the great Oprah Winfrey, when she was wrapping up her 25 years of her talk show, one of the things that she, you know, the wisdom that she accumulated all those years, she said, people just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And that's why her sh talk show was so great, because she allowed people to form to be heard. Preach Oprah. Yeah. So that's really what you need to do to, you know, in your communication, seek first to understand. Frickin' listen. And sometimes just listening to somebody is all they want. They yeah. don't even have to agree with them. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, how many times have you had a conversation with somebody and all they said was, thank you so much for listening to me. Yeah. Just, they just, you're right. They just want to be heard. And I get that all day long. Yeah. Well, you, you are an amazing <laughs> listener. So back to the, um, my theory on why airports are, oh, yeah, right. are backed up. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do, well, it has a little bit to do with the fact that increased travelers um, increased security scrutiny. I, I, um, what else did they say? Uh, then the TSA agents aren't up to speed, but they're forgetting one thing. What's that? What happened three years ago, three or four years ago, that is completely different that's, that changed f traveling? The stupid fee on checked bags. Yes. So here you have everybody now bringing in two bags that take forever to check. But not one news report has focused on that. That's smart. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you You're guys are missing this. This is why that's backed up. Because now you've got security screeners that have to go through two more bags from these dumbwits that aren't going to check a bag. I think you're absolutely right. You're onto something. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. You're I never thought about that. On that one. <laughs> yeah, what's that? I start, I'm on Twitter this morning tweeting. These, oh, uh, I hope somebody's listening to that uh, because that's so true. Who's ever doing the reporting, I'm like, you're missing what it really is. Yeah, don't it's get me started on it. It's the airlines that's at fault. I know. I totally it's not agree TSA. with you. Here, here, all these, you know, Congress people are grandstanding for their Republican, whatever party they're in. Oh, the fucking TSA, blah blah blah. I'm like, hello, you're missing really what it is. And I'm, I am all for TSA. I actually on Instagram, I follow the TSA Instagram. Oh, you do. I do. And it is crazy. I, in fact, if anybody's listening to this, I highly recommend you follow the TSA Instagram. The crap 
people try and get on a plane that they catch <laughs> knives and guns like loaded guns with bullets people still try to get on a plane uh, and it's crazy incredible and i mean they're not, obviously you can't catch it all yeah. but you hope they get 99 percent of it so my hat's off to those they got a difficult job yeah. um without and a doubt too and you and you know what you're absolutely right yeah. I, I, I mean that's a whole nother subject and we could probably be its own show where people get the blame for something that's completely out of their control and not their fault well, but they're the fall guy so communication seek first to understand should be something that we should deliver to our our representatives in washington um, instead of bringing these people in front of congress to lambaste them why don't they ask the questions why is it the way it is oh you're we want to hear far too much out I of our know. government which we is why donald trump is so appealing yeah, right because we've elected these idiots to congress and senate and whatever that just want to speak up so that they can look like they're almighty and powerful. If they just read the little book that Susan Scott wrote about fierce conversations and maybe Stephen Covey's book, yep, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, maybe they would understand. It should be mandatory reading. The Constitution <laughs> and these books, right? You should have to go to class to I be a uh, I think this episode is going to be the one that's going to get people to send. you got to hear this. And our subscriber count's going to go up. Yeah, we need to do something. Who should we tweet? Should we, <laughs> should we pull a Donald Trump and, like, lambast somebody in a tweet? Like, apparently that gets attention. Yeah. I just, yeah. Anyway, well, I'll go, I won't go to politics. So we're wrapping up the show. Any last thoughts you have? No, I, I'm glad we did this. What are you You're doing? You're devoid of all thoughts. I'm void of all thoughts. It's been <laughs> a long day. What are you uh, doing the rest of the week? Uh, working. This is it. Since I... Uh, I double booked myself tonight because we were booking tonight, so I had to move what I did was going to do tonight to tomorrow night. Okay. So I'm working 12-hour days, seven days a week. I have no time off. Don't you feel sorry for me? You well, are you're going to go to Palm Springs and enjoy a, you know, a sun-filled weekend. I will be, I'm gonna be thinking sitting here about working. you every minute <laughs> of the day and how hard you are working. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I might get lucky one of these days. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should record. We, maybe we should do a Robert and Mike show from Palm Springs. And maybe we could. We could do a call-in format. I think that'd be fun. We should definitely. I think we should do. I a think show we from need Palm to get Springs. a little Robert and Mike like a sign when we're here recording. I think you're right. You so know what? When people Th see us recording. They subscribe. There's a um, a place I like to stay when I we're renting a house this trip. But have you heard of the La Quinta Resort in Palm Springs? Out that way in La Quinta. Yeah, I don't like staying out that far. Okay. Well, I'm liking the Palm Springs. I do. <laughs> because I love that property. It's great. Is it's that the one with like 3,000 pools? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Every casita has its yeah. own pool. Yeah. But they have a great outdoor area with the restaurants and stuff like that. It'd be so fun to st stay stay there for the weekend and record our show. It's a uh, big resort, right? Yeah. So with the big resort comes a lot of people, right? It's quiet. You never know. You yeah, don't, don't see anybody. I don't want to be around people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so negative. Or we could just do it from you the... You know I hate people. We could just do it from the Ace Hotel, too. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure we could find a place to record. No, I like my clothing optional resorts. Can oh we do God. it there? That makes one Robert of us. Robert and Mike, live and nude. You, yeah. I don't, I don't even think I'd <laughs> want to be around that, personally. Because generally speaking, the... Yeah. I won't go any further. Well, this has been another fun episode of the Robert and Mike Show. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe if you're listening in iTunes. And if you're in a podcast or if you're a, a droid person, obviously you're listening to Stitcher or Podcast Addict. Please subscribe there. And if you like what you heard, share it with somebody. And also, if you would like to join the conversation, we are at Facebook. Look for the Robert and Mike Show. And I am the Twitter fan, so at Robert and Mike. 
And we also have a website too, therobertmikeshow.com. Go there, register. You can see all of our past episodes. And you can also interact with us there and get attached to our newsletter if we ever get that going. It'll it's coming. It's coming. All right. Well And we're giving away free ebook too. Yep. We are everywhere. Basically yeah. you can't miss us. <laughs> if you tried. <laughs> we're shooting next at the clothing optional resort. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> like to see some audience members there. All right, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. It's an important uh, weekend and a holiday for, for those fallen soldiers who gave their lives fighting for our country, and we should always keep them in our memories and our hearts. I so. thought that was Labor Day. Oh, no, you're right, Memorial Day. I'm editing that out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.